I'm Heidi Esther, bringing you weekly shots of mindfulness with a funny bone. Now, here's the show. Hello, my beautiful friend. How are you taking care of yourself this week? Do you have the pedal to the metal? Are you easing up on the gas? Or are you enjoying a rest stop in your summer? While I was putting away a pile of clothes recently, I unearthed my friendship bracelet maker. Yep, I have graduated from the masking tape on my knee to something even fancier. See the PS in my About Me page for deets. And yes, I now use a book light and reading glasses with it, as I am now an official middle-aged woman. Anywho, a half-finished bracelet from my wife stared right up at me, as if it was asking me, when are we going to connect again? I've been waking up with a phrase from a friend and love and light warrior, Rachel, in my brain. Find the balance between effort and ease. So it made me think, wow, maybe I need to actually look at that in my life. So my beautiful, bright soul and friend, I wrote this thinking of you. May you find the balance between all the beautiful you do. May you have the time to ease up and enjoy the ride. And may you know when it's time to pull over for rest. Because life is too short not to enjoy everything. And speaking of trying to enjoy everything, I bring you today's story. How I reprogrammed my speak and spell. My ears wake to a familiar seagull-like whine. I try not to move in bed, as if my complete stillness can make it go away. Nonetheless, the whine continues. My stepdog Elvis and his strict wake-up time is the cause of much grief in my world. Say, for example, there was a thunderstorm for three hours overnight that felt like God was shining a faulty fluorescent light. And say, Elvis was awake in our bedroom for all those hours. He will still wake up at the same time. I grumble and melt out of bed. I let the dogs outside and wipe them down. They do not get any good morning pets. My sympathy for them has worn thin like a thousand thousand years of waves wearing a boulder into sand. A familiar tired anger meets me. And familiar thoughts too. What about putting the dogs in the garage at night? Why do we have two dogs anyway? Or... We could ventilate our bedroom for dog breath and hang their crates up on the ceiling. That'll teach them. My eyes turn to slits, looking at them. This is my day off to gallivant around with my wife. Now they ruined it. I pull out some hot pads and heat my water for coffee. The cover of a book I'm reading, called Becoming Supernatural, pops in my head. It's a book about meditation and neuroscience. My brain stews for a few minutes. What's the link between that and my dog dilemma? I strum my fingers on the counter. The answer hits me like a baseball bat. Duh! I know what's going on. Every time I'm angry at Elvis, I'm reliving a past anger loop. Then I'm stuck in resentful dog parent mode the rest of the day. It's like my anger is zapping away all my glorious potential. Kind of like a weeping angel, if you know about Doctor Who. And every time I'm angry, I don't give the dogs love and throw hot pads at them. I know, 
It's not polite. In the book, the author calls what I'm doing the familiar future. I think of my familiar future kind of like a speaking spell. Like I'm typing in the same word, hot pad, every time I have a familiar emotion to a past one, anger. I look down at my stack of hot pads and wonder, how can I change? How can I type in a new word? I don't want to throw these resentful frisbees at my dogs on my day off. I don't want to be angry today. I come up with a plan. I'm going to take the dogs for a walk. I get my coffee in a travel mug and place it in the car. I strap on my doggy fanny pack with treats. I carry Elvis to the car. Why do I carry Elvis to the car, you ask? Good question. Elvis will never walk without or away from his mom willingly. No amount of treats will lure him. I've tried. So the only way I can walk him is to, one, drive in a straight line away from the house, park, and two, walk back towards it. Why? Does this work? Seeing his mama again is the ultimate treat. It's dangerous, though. If he gets turned around or confused in any way, he stops. It happened. And I'm left carrying a 17-pound dog. That's heavier than it seems. I drive Elvis and I nine blocks away with one turn. Yes, I'm living dangerously today. I get us and my mug of coffee out of the car, and Elvis pulls towards home. My lower back breathes a sigh of relief. In the middle of the first block, I try my new tactic. We stop. Usually, this is dangerous, because he can lose direction. I throw Elvis two treats. Then, I take a sip of coffee. And a long smell of the sweet summer morning air. It's like I'm programming the words coffee and dog walk into my speaking spell. Go boy! All right, let's go! I encourage him. I take a couple steps forward. He starts walking. Thank God. Blocks two through five, we enjoy our treats, hostas in bloom, and crunching silver maple bark. Block six, I throw two treats, and Elvis does not go for them. He looks around, whining. Oh, shit. He's lost. I slug some coffee. Time for drastic measures. Hey, buddy. Ready to go see your mama? Let's go home, I plead. I start walk running. He slugs behind me. This is usually the end. I have about 100 feet max. Gotta make every foot count. Before my heart sinks into my shoes, I get to the next corner and make the one turn. Elvis canters past me to take the lead all the way home. His mama meets us at the door. I switch out dogs to the one who will walk with me. My Chewini and I have our treats while we stroll back to the car. And I enjoy the rest of my day. No potholders necessary. Quote, inspired by Deb Cummins-Salato of Think Courageously. It was on her wall and a poster when she was growing up. Life is a daring adventure or nothing at all, said by Helen Keller. Another quote. Life is a daring adventure or yesterday's news? Me. The Sojourner Question. The book, Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. The next time you say to yourself, great, 
here we go again. Let it be a signal to you to take a break and breathe. Yes, my beautiful friend, it's time to address the weeping angels and the words you're using in your speaking spell. It's time to take back your present moment living. What to do? Journal or talk it out. Ask yourself these questions. Am I letting my past emotions rob me of focusing on this specific situation? Next, am I getting ready to do or say something that I've done before? That was my potholder moment. Third question, instead of reacting the same way, what can I try that is completely unexpected that will break me free from the chains of past emotions? Can I apologize? Do I have to walk away? Do I need to take care of myself in some way that I'm neglecting? Fourth, how can I show myself or others some forgiveness, compassion, or love? All right, I think I have some announcements coming up. Book update. August goals. Finish audiobook narration course. I'm about a quarter of the way through the 90 modules. And get started on the acknowledgments. Brand style update. Yes, I'm in the process of doing a complete closet audit. If you want to see some colors that are my colors, I'm a spring. Watch my Facebook Live from Wednesday, July 28th at facebook.com forward slash Heidi Esther Author. I will be putting some more pics up this week. And then in a couple weeks, I think I'll be ready to actually go shopping and get some new threads. Random question for you. Do you know anyone who might know Abby Wambach? I know it's stretchy from a preface for my first book, but this girl's got dreams. And last, do you like my stories? If so, can you go to HeidiEsser.com and share one? Maybe on your Facebook page or just email some people? I truly, badly appreciate you. In love, light, and laughter, until next week, 